Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody, and happy Rosé Day. So we had a guest cancellation this week, so I decided to post a throwback, and it's our Rocket Rosé episode from five years ago. Oh my goodness, how far we've come. The sound is different, um, but it's still a really good episode. It's educational. It's funny. Um, It just shows all of our personalities and how different our show used to be. And I actually like this format that I may go back to, but um, let me know what you think. It's a really cool episode, and um, I hope you are drinking a beautiful rosé today. Oh, and really quick, you can also watch this episode unedited on YouTube. Cheers. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> hold on, hold on one second. I need to get wine. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, how, how don't you have wine? Oh, we're, it's too late. We're live. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Swirl Suite. <laughs> happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. We are talking rosés today. So if you follow us on Twitter at the Swirl Suite, please hashtag rock your rosé. So let's start with some introductions. I am Sarita. My <clears throat> my blog is Vine Me Up. You can follow me at Vine Me Up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. Melissa. Hi, everyone. Melissa Davis, otherwise known <laughs> as the Liquor Lady. You can find me at liquorlady.com or on Twitter at liquor underscore lady. Ready? I am ready. I'm sorry. I just showed you the best side of me. <laughs> I am Leslie Freelo, and I am with, excuse me, Vino301, and we are all things Maryland wine, and I can't wait to talk about my Maryland wine today. Yay. Glennis. Hello, everyone. Glennis Hill, Vino Noir. Um, you can find me at Vino underscore Noir on Twitter and on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook at iRewinds. Um, I'm excited to be here to talk about rosés and this, this afternoon. I'm used to saying this evenings because I'm used to doing these in the evening. So. All right. Tanisha, thanks for joining us. We're just finishing up our introduction, so it's your turn. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, because I have a microphone, so I'm just wondering. Hey, it's Tanisha, Girl Meets Glass, and um, I have a blog. It's called Girl Meets Glass. It's, yeah, that's my introduction. Oh, my God. Are you in a bus? I am at a cafe. I told you I'll find me on the <laughs> All right. That is hilarious. <laughs> Tanisha lives in Paris, everybody. Yes. This is your first time joining us. So, um, so um, I'm just going to go through the three types of um, methods that rosé can be made in really quickly. So, um, and this is via wine folly. If you guys know anything different, please interrupt me. So, um, the first method is maceration method. And so that's when um, the, the red wine grapes are laid to rest um, to macerate in the juice. And... Um, Afterward, the entire batch of juice is finished into a, like a rosé wine. So slightly pink, light red. So then, Denisha, can you mute yourself? Oh, thanks. 
She read my mind. <laughs> she was all um, on top of that. <laughs> um, the next method is the Sanye, um, <clears throat> the Sanye method, or the bleed method, bled method. And so that's when it's sort of like you're making red wine, um, but some of the juice is bled off in a new vat to make rosé. And so that's typical in Napa Valley and in California, and their rosés tend to be a bit darker and a little bit more rich. Um, and then the last method is a little controversial. It's the blending method, and that's simply when you're blending a red wine with a white wine. It's usually like 5% or something like that. Um, I've read a bunch of articles, and some people look down upon it, and others don't. Um, I've, I've had it all three ways, and they're all fine with me. I don't know how you guys feel, but um, pretty much. But um, <clears throat> but did you know that five years ago um, in France for um, summer drinks, bubbles and white was on top? Now rosé has taken over within the past five years, and I have yep. some um, – I think their sales in rosé went up 53%. And that's pretty darn high, especially wow. – um, and when I speak of, I mean uh, Provence, um, which is the, the major um, rosé region in France. So 53%, that is pretty, pretty high. And um, some people think it's a fad where it's going to be here for you know a temporary amount of time. Some people think rosé is here to stay. I don't know. I mean, I, I love it year-round, so <laughs> Me too. I do. I do. It's interesting that you say that because I equate rosés mostly with like the spring and summer. Mm -hmm. but I did find myself drinking more rosés during mm -hmm. the winter, but it's definitely like if you think about it, oh, this is the time of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, what's everybody drinking? I'm anxious. Who wants to start? Moldabash. I had to do it. Cab Love, Rosé, um, South America. I actually had it in my, I'd never, well, I shouldn't say I'd never had it before. I'd had it at lots of tastings and samplings and, and places mm -hmm. like that, but I'd never actually had my own bottle. I'm really impressed with how light it is, and it makes me think I'm going to go make myself a cheese and fruit plate when I am done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Strawberries, just really light, refreshing um, I don't know, but it's been around forever, so I'm sure everybody's had a glass of Moldavash sometime. Yeah, sure. Their life That's good. So. Mm -hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Actually, actually, Melissa, Moldavash is South African. Oh, South did I say South? Yeah. What did I say? The South America. The oh, South sorry. America. Yes, dear. Wines <laughs> of South Africa, which is largely probably why I have a bottle of it. I do, I do have partial for South Africa. So, but no, thank you, Glenis. It's delicious. I love that. Was like mm -hmm. my first Yeah, me too. I like that one too. What do you guys uh, eat with it? Since you are ardent followers, <laughs> you asked the wrong person because I, I feel like. Oh. <laughs> um, I like that one with um. I like that one with salmon, oh. um, especially grilled salmon. It's 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 big enough that it can handle the fattiness of the salmon. Um. And you know, salmon is a you know, it's got the greasy fat, so it's it, it can handle that salmon skin. I, that's my favorite part of the salmon mm. is the skin, child. Really, it is crispy, girl. Oh my gosh, uh, with a nice, nice deep rosé. Yes, indeedy. 
Okay. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I haven't made dinner yet, so this is why mm-hmm. I'm shouting you all out for suggestions. Uh-huh. I would say seafood. Mm-hmm. With that. But it's again, it's made with my favorite varietal cab sauce. So. Oh, yes. Good salad. Oh yeah. Good, good salad. salad with a nice citrus vinaigrette would be good with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also, I was gonna say I was looking at totally unrelated. Well, I shouldn't say unrelated, but what I wanted to do but didn't have time to do. There is a rosé cocktail that imbibed mm. just put out a couple days ago. So it's um, rosé gin, lemon juice, some sparkling sparkling water, and then a grapefruit cinnamon syrup. Oh, wow. So I will be making that. I literally was running in the house because I came from the grocery store. (laughs) 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 Time to make the cocktail, but it sounds absolutely delicious. So I'll let you guys know how it it comes out. But yeah, you just make a simple syrup, add cinnamon, and then when you're done with that, you add grapefruit to it and you store it. And then it's real simple. Rosé, you've got your, um, your gin, and then some, you know, soda water. Wow. Hmm. Sounds really good. Before I forget, there is an International Rosé Wine Festival 2016, June 10th, in Denver. Hmm. Oh, what? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Denver. Denver all the good stuff. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you have, I mean, if you make a rosé, you have until May 20th to get your, your rosé in the competition. But I, that's going to be amazing. That's going to be really nice. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I think I know where Sarita's next trip is to. Oh man, I, I've never been to Denver. It's a beautiful town. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Mm. Very nice. Beer fest. Very nice. 16th Street, probably. It goes up and down six. I think it's 16th Street. So you can hop on, jump on, jump off all the restaurants, shops. Oh wow. Hmm. Sounds nice. Leslie, yeah. what are you drinking? Okay, well, to retread from earlier this week, and it is, can you see it? It, yes. is, my, it is my Bordy Rosé. But the interesting thing is, um, the one that I had earlier this week, I think it was like a 2014 Rosé, mm-hmm. 2012. And this, um, I don't know, it's hard to tell, but it is like kind of pinkish, it almost looks Orange to you. Yeah. It looks yeah. orange. Yeah. yeah. It looks orange. And this is a lesson of how not to store wine. Mm. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, when I first, well, not first, but anyhow, I had a wine rack in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. And my wine rack was um, on a loft in my kitchen. I have a, a loft. And I mm-hmm. thought, well, that would be a nice decorative place to do that, which it is, <clears throat> but for storing wine, it is not ideal at all, and uh, eventually the, the racks are still there, but I took all the wine down, except for a couple of bottles, and I remembered this morning that I had this bottle of rosé there, mm-hmm. and then I took it down, and I was like, ooh, it is orange and not, it's pretty mm-hmm. pinkish color it should be, mm-hmm. this is a great example of why you are supposed to store your wines in cool places because mm-hmm. it definitely will change the comp- um, composition of the wine. And I'm really not interested <clears throat> in opening it and trying. 
<laughs> That's what I want to know. How does it taste? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but besides that, I just wanted to say that because this is not Gordy's fault that their rosé looks orange. Mm. Um, it is a really good, and as I said uh, earlier this week, that this is um, <laughs> a part of Gordy's um, Landmark series, which is their reserve series. And it is a blend of their red wines. Um, unless Bordy has a single varietal, they usually do not put um, the varietals that they use on the label of their, they just tell you which vineyard it came out. So it is oh, okay. Maryland Rosé. Uh, I mean, excuse me, it's 100% Maryland grapes. Mm -hmm. um, they rarely use grapes from other vineyards outside of the state of Maryland. Wow. But this is, I think this is really good, especially around Easter. Mm-hmm. With ham. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it can stand up to the fat. Mm -hmm. Overwhelming. Yeah. Um, with it. And, um, or it's good just sitting on the porch and having a nice mm -hmm. glass of So that is it. This is their landmark series. Oh, excellent. Wonderful. Goodness, what are you drinking? Can you all see me? Yeah. Yes, we can see you. <laughs> that was that was a joke. I figured that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Um, and since we were continuing on from what happened last week, oh, so today <laughs> I am drinking a rosé in preparation for my birthday trip to the south of France. I am drinking a. Oh, see, the light is getting that up. You really can uh, Can you see it? Hang on, turn the. See, the light is really. Let me see if I yeah. can. Yeah. Hold on. Now, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Oh, better. Ooh. And you can see the color. So oh, that's pretty. Pretty. I like the bottle. The bottle's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It's very sexy. Um, It is a coat. Do the uh, don't speak French very well, everyone. So I'm going to preface that's my disclaimer. But it is a <laughs> Provence um, rose, and it's a blend of several red grapes. You know, well, Sarita already explained. Mm -hmm. You need the skin to adjust to whatever color you want in the production of rosés. But this, in this particular um, appellation. It's Grenache, Shiraz, Mouvedre, Cinso, and a grape that I had never heard of, and I'm going to spell it for you all. It's C-O-U-N-O-I-S-E. Cunot is my <laughs> I'm not sure, but it's a new grape for me, so I'm excited about that. And um, in this appellation, they're allowed at least 30% of Carrigan and Cabernet Sauvignon if they need to add some additional <clears throat> structure to the so um, in the, again in this appellation those grapes that I just named are grapes that are allowed for their rosés and their reds and this <clears throat> appellation also makes white wines as well um, like most of you have already said this particular um, class uh, a salmon pink color, and um, I would any any salad with a nice vinaigrette dressing. I would have with this, um, with some shrimp. So like a shrimp salad, uh, 
I would enjoy with this. I would also enjoy uh, a halibut with this. Mm, mm, also, mm. also <laughs> favorite fresh some grouper with um, maybe some kiwa and some <laughs> Cheers. This is my oh, rose. Yeah. Cheers. I'm as a halibut fan. <laughs> who's cooking? Whose house do we need to go to? <laughs> Oh, I guess it's my turn. Um, so, my rosé, love drunk. Um, oh, Andre Mack, <gasps> black wine maker, um, out of New York. Um, he makes his wine from Oregon, though. So oh. this is called Love Drunk, and um, pretty. Yeah. So what's interesting about Andre Mack is. He kind of built his foundation of his business by, like, drawing and doing T-shirts first. Mm. And then he expanded out to wine. So all of his labels are going to be like this um, this, uh, this sort of uh, label, like black and white kind of thing. And um, his T-shirts look the same. And, um, yeah, he's, he's a certified sommelier. And he, um, uh, his brand is called Mouton Noir, which pretty means uh, black sheep. Yeah. Pretty much means black sheep, and um, he just felt like he was always the black sheep in the wine world, and um, he just decided to roll with that name. But anyway, so I am drinking his rosé, 2014 Love Drunk, which is, um, I don't know, he does not list the grapes this vintage, but I know the next one. He's already got the label out for 2015, and um, that one is Chardonnay Pinot Noir. I don't know what's what's in this one, but um, as you can see, it's almost like a tangerine color. Um, but lots of strawberry, lots of raspberry. Um, it's very clean. Um, you get some melon in there as well. But um, this is really good. I had um, I had Chinese food for lunch, and this went um, just as good. It was just like the um, it was the white sauce though, not like um, like not the darker sauce. So it was the white sauce, chicken and vegetables with brown rice, and that. It went really well. Hmm. So, but it's a very light rosé. It's very good. So, Sarita, you said he's out of Oregon. He lives in New York, but he makes his wine in Oregon. Oh, that's what it's I was great. wondering because when you look him up, it always comes up New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when I was I was searching for black winemakers, and his mm -hmm. name came up. Yeah. The top, and yeah. that's why I was curious. That so he gets his grapes from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, it's it's a twenty dollar rosé, so it is a you know a bit on the higher end, but um you know I try to support black people, you know our folks, and this is good wine. <laughs> it's good. It's worth the twenty dollars. <laughs> it's worth the twenty dollars. <laughs> what's the web? What's the website? And where do you um, purchase that? So the um the website is mutonnoirwines.com. And the back looks like this. Mouton Noir. Yeah. <laughs> Black sheep. Uh-huh. Um, so I got this from Chats. Chats Wine and Liquor, Eastern Market area, right on Barack's Row. Um, they have um they have his wines every season. Every season. And I knew this is Rose season, so I knew they would have the love drunk. I don't know where else they sell it, but that's where I always get mine from. But um yeah, I, I love have, his roses. I am so surprised, though, that you are not drinking a sparkling rosé. 
Oh, that yeah. That's my one surprise. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. I was almost waiting to pull your second bottle from the week. <laughs> and I'm also drinking. I know. I stuck with I stuck with one today. I stuck okay. with one today. Yeah. Yeah, but this is very good. Um wow. but I was also reading that um sales in rosés is so big in France that a lot of winemakers make two. They make one that's usually five dollars and they call that their um the pool wine. And if the French word for it is piscine, I think. I think it's called, so a Poussin wine, if you hear that in France, that just means it's a sit by the pool wine. And then they'll oh. make a higher end rosé that you can pair with food. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Where is Tanisha when we need her? I know, right? I know. <laughs> crazy, crazy. I like that sit by the pool wine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because this um, um, Provence rosé, I didn't mention it actually has the name of the bottler, mm. J.L. Quinson, and it's actually numbered. And I got this. Oh. I don't know if you could see the num. Oh, see the light again. Yeah, mm. let me cut this up very quick. Um, this way, and try to focus. Yeah, ah. I see the number here. And it okay. says, um, in French, it says bottled by J.L. Quinson. Quinson, excuse me, and the number. So, and I got this at Old Line, your the place oh, that yeah. you introduced me to, and it was like eleven ninety nine mm. for the bottle. Wow, wow! It's a very well balanced um, rosé, a floral bouquet. You know, because Provence is known for its mm-hmm. lavender, so that tends tends to transport transfer into the wine, this particular wine to me. It could be all in my imagination because I think Provence. I'm thinking lavender, so I might be thinking I'm smelling um, lavender. <laughs> um, again, you know, fresh um, red fruit, um, you know, fresh strawberries, um, raspberries, and um, I, really a floral. I think it's really lavender that I am actually smelling, so I love this. I'm oh, excited wow. to find out. But what do you think really contributing to this boom of rosé. That's it's so sort of interesting. I, I read an article and they pretty much said that people are getting more into wines outside of the suite. So, you know, most of the time, I mean, before years ago, people just associated rosé with something sweet. But yes. as they got more knowledgeable, they started to branch out and started to love Provence and start to love the dry rosés. That's what I read, but, you know, I don't know. And they're so pretty. They're yes. so pretty. They are. You didn't see a rosé unless it was Valentine's Day. Look, I remember that probably, mm-hmm. what, years ago or something? Like, you pull out the rosé on Valentine's Day, and that was yeah. pretty much the only time I saw it. But now it's, I mean, it's the darling of spring and summer and fall and yeah. almost winter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, I found my infographics. So... It's pretty much saying um, tuna, um, tunas and salads, um, aiolis, um, pork sausage, yeah, um, fruit, tomato salad, and toast with some sort of tempanade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So light but flavorful stuff. Yeah. That's interesting. That's exactly what made me want to do like a fruit and cheese sort of plate. Mm-hmm mine and kind of that lighter style. The tomato salad sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. 
Glennis, what were you saying? No, I said that's interesting. I wouldn't. I don't think I would have paired a tapenade because yeah. my favorite tapenade is olive tapenade. Yeah, and that could be kind of heavy mm -hmm. and pretty much overpower for me for my power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that. Now there is a rosé that I had um, at um, Boss Shepherd's downtown DC, and it was a Malbec. And it was dark. It was a yeah. dark, yeah. dark back rosé. And it was yeah. phenomenal. It, it was phenomenal. Now, I might do that olive top and now with that particular rosé. Mm -hmm. These rosés from Provence. But top and now is just a solid fruit. I mean, excuse me, a vegetable very finely. So I guess if you did a tomato top and not or something, that might be different. But olive, yeah. that was interesting. That's what I was just saying. That was very interesting. Mm -hmm. I think I can, it. Um, I Oh, go ahead. I oh, know what I was going to say is just like it started off traditional grapes. Mm -hmm. I think people are branching off now. Mm -hmm. I've had a Merlot rose. Mm -hmm. I've had a Chamberson um, rose. So I think people are just experimenting now. Yeah. What yeah. they're coming up with. And I don't yeah. find too many sweet rosés anymore. I right. mostly find dry ones. A rosé. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes um, a Syrah rosé can be a little on the sweeter side because Syrah is such a big grape. Um, and it can, <laughs> it can make a really nice, dark, rich rosé depending on who the winemaker is and where it's from or whatever. But, mm -hmm. And also... Did you guys know that toast is like a big thing now? All, all sorts of toast. So I know you see almost every brunch menu avocado toast. Oh. Yeah, so people, chefs right now are doing all sorts of things with toast. So um, I think avocado toast and rosé would go really, really well. But um, Anything. Yeah, I saw one, um, this one girl, she posted her brunch photo this morning. And it was it was toast, and it was like avocado, and then she had some smoked salmon on top. I'm like, well, there it is. There you go, right there. Yeah. Wow. So this straight. Uh, <laughs> white bread is now. <laughs> Can I eat the wheat bread, the wheat, please? Mm -hmm. mm. Get out of here. Yeah, toast is a thing. I was just listening to a podcast. And Padma from Top Chef was um, on the show. And they were like, how the hell does toast become a thing? Like, how is that a thing? She was like, oh, I have no idea. I don't know. But it is toast is a thing. That's it's crazy. Cool, I'm going back. I'm going to be cool now. I'm going to go back to my cheese toast like I used to. There you go. There you go. Thank you, cheese, and put it on some toast. <laughs> Who knew? Okay, so hey, if the corona can do it, I'll put your toast. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know. I'm bring spam back. Spam is going to be the new thing. I mean, I'm telling you, what is old will be new again soon. <laughs> don't lose that key. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> it's funny you said that. Actually, going back to the pairings that you were talking about, Sarita, when you said tuna, mm -hmm. I was actually surprised like that one sort of surprised me I hadn't really thought about tuna because mm -hmm. I eat tuna salad so I mix other stuff in it and I felt like it would overpower but I guess you know 
an albacore tuna, kind of like you were saying, mm-hmm. smoked salmon, things like yeah. that, would go really well with a rosé. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I try to pair, I look at um, flavor characteristics. So if mm-hmm. I'm getting something flavor-wise, mm-hmm. but I also look at intensity. So I agree, the the tapenade kind of threw me. Yeah. Um, from an intensity perspective, yeah, I can see how a more plain tuna could actually really well with a rosé. So, yeah. wow. I don't I, know if you these oh, Go ahead. Go ahead, Glennis. I could see this, but the um, Malbec rosé from Argentina that I was just mentioning that I got at Boss Shepherds, um, I have a picture of it. Ooh. Oh, wait, I see it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's dark. Yeah. It's a dark. dark that, mm-hmm. It's just above a hue of being a dark um, yeah. red wine. Yeah. But for a rosé and you just want a rosé and it's cold outside and you're just thirsty because what happened was I walked in and I was like, you know, it's very cold in the district now, the last couple of months. Of right? No. I think Mother Nature is bipolar. <laughs> well, it was 78 degrees here yesterday. It's 59 today. <laughs> so I walked in there and the bartender, she knows me. I was like, I want a red wine, but I'm just so thirsty. She said, I got this new rosé for happy hour. She pulled it out and I did like this side eye. That's a rosé. She gave me the bottle. I looked at it. Yeah. And it's phenomenal. But it's ah. all the characteristics of your red wine, your dark red wines with mm-hmm. the dark berries, dark plum, dark cherry, um, a little spice on it. Um, this Malbec is actually mm. really well. It's very oh, wow. well. And Jelou, Jelou is the name, J-E-L-U. And where is it from, Glennis? Argentina. Argentina. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, San Juan, Argentina, to be exact, and it was a 2014 Malbec rosé. I'll text you all. The, um, well, matter of fact, I'll post it with our hashtag, um, Rock the Rosé. Sounds delicious. I have a dark one. I have a dark one as well. So this is Rubis. Can you see that? Wait a minute. Uh, hang on. Let me scroll over. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 You see how dark that color is in the glass? Can I scroll oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really dark, and it's a Spanish. It's a Spanish rosé that I got from Pike Town, um, Pike Town Sellers in um, Pennsylvania, on Pennsylvania Avenue in Southeast. Um, okay. And it's made from a Spanish grape that I'd never heard of. Um, yeah, if I could pronounce it, I really would. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's spell it's, it. it's okay. Don't so spell hers. Just spell yours. Okay. But I do. I'm going to put it up. Can you see it? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce that, but it is a really dark, earthy, and rich red wine. And um, I had a hard time pairing it because I just, I don't know. I just, I couldn't figure it out because it's so dark, yet it's a rosé. It's earthy, but it's still a rosé. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, but, um, you know what might... Be good with that hmm. piece of dark chocolate. Maybe, oh. maybe. Oh, here it is. I um I had it on Easter and I grilled turkey sausages on the grill. Oh, okay. and and that worked. And that worked. Oh. Yeah. So while you were looking up um the food pairings list, the graphic, mm-hmm. um I was doing a quick search and they had again tapenade on mm-hmm. the list, but they also had. Pizza, yum. Yeah. Okay, and, okay. And they had 
Um, they had uh, Kush Kush. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I can see that. Um, quiche. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Which I was surprised they had fried fish and grilled fish. I can see it. It can wow. cut through that fat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So acidity in the rosés. Yeah. Rosés are like a bridge wine. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want something a little on the fattier side. Yeah. But you didn't want a big red with it, or you, you really mm -hmm. want a red with it, you could have a rosé. But still, if you wanted something on the lighter side, you could still have a rosé. It's like yeah, in between. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, let me ask you ladies, because you know way more than I do about the rosé, um, but I have a feeling there's some folks watching that may have this question. Can anybody talk to the difference between blush, like white zen, those types of wines, and your, your kind of dry rosé, your more contemporary rosé? I'll, I'll start. Um, there, that's the difference in nomenclature. A blush is a rosé. Yep. A white mm -hmm. zen depending on which white zen you're talking about. <laughs> now, <laughs> if you are talking white zen um, from the, let's say, early 90s, the white zen that came out of California that kind of messed up the rosé wine um, market, that white zen was sweet, and in France, it had Anjou, um, very sweet. So, but a white, it, it, it's just in nomenclature. Blush, white zen are all rosés. And it's the Perfect. white zen it, itself is a Zinfandel grape that they use. So. Blush is an American term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's uh, basically it, but it's the same. Yeah. yeah. I have had so many people ask me that very quick. They're like, well, is it blush, white zen, mm -hmm. yeah. rosé? Is it sweet? Is it dry? So I, it's it's been one of those things that everyone seems slightly confused about. They're like, I'll take the pink one. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, and okay. then, um, did you guys know that some people call their rosé summer water? Summer water. Yeah. Wow. Just, just throwing that out there. Yeah, another name. Another name. Summer but, yeah. water and toast. That's right. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is hilarious, man. I like that. I don't know if I call my rosé summer water because sometimes when you start naming things water, that kind of mm. puts a different yeah. connotation. Yeah. Well, exactly. I, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not sure I look at your Malbec rosé and think summer water. Yeah. You know, yep. Maybe mine is really light. <clears throat> But <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have some more stats here for you guys. So, and this is according to 2015. So, rosé in the U.S. New York City drinks 20% of all imported rosé. Okay, yes, Americans as a whole drink 13% of the world's rosé. Hmm. Um, what else? Miami drinks 15% of all imported rosé. Um, women and men, women drink 55% of rosé and men drink 45%. That even surprises me. I, I didn't know men drank rosé like that. I thought it would be a lot higher. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
So New the, York and Miami account for 35% of all import rosé. Mm-hmm. That's what, huh. That's, that's so odd. I mean, it's so extreme. Right. Um, yeah. Miami, because it's so warm. Yeah, I would get Miami. But yeah, New York. But, but New York are drinkers. I guess they just drink everything. Everything, exactly. I guess. Hmm. Exactly. Huh. Exactly. Yeah, but all of all of those stats kind of surprised me on different levels. So yeah, yeah, I definitely thought more. I thought the balance between women and men was more extreme. Mm-hmm. But that um, that's pretty telling. That forty five percent, forty percent, almost fifty percent men. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a market I feel like the rosé makers haven't quite tapped into yet. Yeah. Oh, so by the way, I had a rosé that was made with hops. I don't know if y'all saw my picture. This was a while ago, but I'm going to pull up my blog post so I can show you. But so and I think it was made in Germany. But um yeah, it's it wine or beer. <laughs> no, no, it's wine. It's made in it's made the same style as any other rosé, okay. but it's used with hops. Um, so you get this hops on the nose, but it drinks like a wine. It even has like some sweetness to it. Wow. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, did I write about it or did I just post it? That's pretty cool though. I've been doing more and more reading about beer. Mm-hmm. When you said that, I was like, no, is that a wine? Is that a beer? Is that a hybrid? Yeah. Is that- yes. <laughs> and they make, they make a white and they make a red and they make the rosé. Wow. So as wow. soon as I find this picture, I will show you guys. But I was amazed because I was scared at first. Like, mm, I'm not a beer drinker. I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. But it's definitely beer on the um, nose and drinks like a wine. Um, to the hop side. Um, we're getting you to the hop side. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, I feel like hops are in everything these days. Yeah. Rosé with hops. Mm-hmm. You got mm-hmm. me curious. I'm like, Google and I are about to have a date. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm telling you. People are so, you're right. People are really getting creative about how they make their rosés and what they make it with. But did you notice in your stats, Sarita, do you notice an increase of people ordering it when they go out to a restaurant? Or a I don't know. Um, that, I didn't see anything about that. That's a good question. Because you don't see a lot of rosés on the wine menu. Mm-mm. You might see one. Right. Well, mm-hmm. Exactly. That's big, though, because I'll say from, like, a, my past life, I mean, it was big for us to bring on a rosé into our national program, but it had made it, I mean, rosé was that popular now yeah. that we actually had one in our in our national program. So yeah. it wasn't something we had two and three, yeah. but just getting past kind of like the white zen, kind of mm-hmm. like let's talked about the California 90s white zen, yep. was a big deal. Yep, that was a big deal for us. So, Did you guys yeah. see it? It's Fragus. And, yeah. It's yep. gorgeous. Yeah. Beer, yeah. Pretty hops. Mm-hmm. Crazy hops. Made with hops, and it's, yeah. it's very pretty. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. You knew. I know. I know. And I'm trying to think about it. Would my husband order a rose if he was out? Probably not. Oh. I just can't see a man oh. saying, I'll have a glass of the rose. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, if my husband was out with me and we ordered a bottle of rosé. Now that's different. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think I'm ordering a glass of rosé at all. 
But don't feel, I don't, I, I can't, I can't tell you the last time I've been to a club, but people still like pop rosés when they go out. People still do that. Really? I don't know. I'm asking. Oh, uh, you're asking the wrong demographic. Oh, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, when was the last time I went out? I'm like, what's the restaurant? <laughs> but I can do some research on that. Yeah. <laughs> no trip. No, I'm not sure about popping a rosé. No. Um, it, yeah, it's a sparkling rosé. Mm -hmm. So, sure. um, sparkling, um, Moet, sparkling, mm -hmm. right, rose. right, 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 that's true, right. Mm -hmm. But other than that, that would be about it, yeah. Anybody have any favorite sparkling roses? Because I mean, I am in love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Linus, Linus. <laughs> Um, um, for, for a high-end sparkling rosé, the Perrier Jouet, Jouet, phenomenal. It, it's, oh my God, it is phenomenal. I had it on New Year's. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, it made my legs shake. Um, now, I love that excitement about Listen, I need to get that rosé. Exactly. Right. Um, it made my legs shake. Look, I have a. I'll go downstairs when one of you when you one of you start talking. But there's a Cremant burger, mm. burger on mm. a Cremant burger on um, that is actually phenomenal. Um, I was gonna open it, but I didn't know I was gonna finish it, so I said I'm not gonna waste it. So, um, yeah, a Cremant is a Cremant rosé, which is actually. I had one bottle of it, and I bought it at Trader Joe's. What? <laughs> wow. All right, I'm going there this afternoon. <laughs> well, go downstairs to get it so you can see the bottle. Um, and um, But it was, you know, Trader Joe's, the Trader Joe's in D.C. off of 23rd and M mm -hmm. on that mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. um, they have an excellent um, portfolio of different wines and sparkling wines, and at great price points Yeah. DC. Surprising because DC has a high tax um, yes. bracket um, market, you know. But their wines there. Matter of fact, I got another rosé from there. I have it in my phone as well, um, Florida. It was oh, hold on. Uh, after let me pull it up. But the Perrier Joe rosé is phenomenal from for a high end, and this Cremant. Um, it's to Burgundy, but and he, however they say it in French, I don't want to spell it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but um, it's actually very good. Very oh, nice. And I never think about, I hate to say, I feel so blah, but I never think about Trader Joe's is somewhere to go buy my wine. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I've been one of the best yeah. secrets about Trader Joe's, and everybody makes fun of Two Buck Chuck. Yeah. Two Chuck. That's what I think of. Really have some wines there and because they get it at such a low price people turn their nose up so mm -hmm. they have a good selection of wine. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Good to know. Good to know. Uh-oh, hold um, it. Still. There's another rose. Uh, the light is horrible. Oh, there we go. There's, it got Ooh. that at um, your favorite uh, old line as well. Mm, mm -hmm. 
they had put out a whole lot of rosés and they do a rosé taste. They were do, uh, going to do a rosé tasting that Tuesday and I knew I couldn't get there. So oh, I was I there. Rosés that <laughs> you were there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to have to do a quarterly, a quarterly chat about rosé. I, I, I periscoped the whole thing. I periscoped the whole thing. Wow, I couldn't go, but I just bought all the different rosés. Maybe we need to do a swirl suite at trade um at Oline. Oline, oh yeah, they've got a good selection in there. Yeah, yeah. Scope it and like film our own. Maybe we'll plan it and um, Melissa, you can come up. Yeah, come up like every two weeks. I'm all in. Now that's a, that's, wow. So I have this one. Um, this is a sparkling Greek wine made with this grape called Casino Mavro. And I got it from Schneider's way up northwest, yep. um, almost like past Georgetown. And <laughs> yeah, this is not like a cheap bottle of wine. I think it might have been like over $20, but. It, it's so good. It's really, really good. Um, How would it have been with like a tomato, like a Greek salad, like the Greek tomato mm -hmm. the olives yep. and all that? Yeah. Okay. Yep. It actually makes sense with like the tapenade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But it was really, really good. Of cheese. Mm -hmm. Can you send that one out, Sarita? Because I sure. love Greek food. Like, I'm... I want to go to Greece just to eat and drink. <laughs> I have another Greek. I have. Oh, I'm obsessed with Greek wines, and I have another Greek rosé downstairs. Anytime I see something Greek, I I, I have to, and it's usually affordable. My favorite restaurant is a Greek restaurant out in Las Vegas. So yes, we might be a pair made in heaven here. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I will. Oh, let so sure. We're gonna have to have a whole session on Greek everything. Oh, sure. Any day, any day. We did one, one time. Did we? Yeah, we did. We can always circle back. We can do it again. Yeah. Oh, I might have missed that. Uh oh. Pull upon it. Okay, so I just cleared out my. Um, if you pull out a bottle of PJ, I'm gonna be kind of jealous here. No, I drank all that. I, I did. Okay. I, I drank <laughs> but I have um okay let me cut this light out so you'll be able to see it um Philip Ponnet it's a champagne oh um and it's a rosé that it's $45 um at mm. Paul's I got this from Paul's mm -hmm. he loves yeah. Paul's and Reserve Rosé Brut I haven't drank that and I always save stuff for special cases. This is the Bergen, um, the Cremat de Burgundy, a Burgon, as they say, mm -hmm. that I had mentioned that I got from Trader Joe's. And last but not least, my last bottle from my stint in the south, let's see, southwestern part of France, Cremat de Lemou by Gerard Bertrand. Mm. Mm, nice. It's my last one. I I keep it. Oh. Baby. It's 2009. It's my last one. I brought a whole lot back, and I will <laughs> have to. Bring it. And she ran out. Baby. So that. So 
those are my rosés that I have in my wine cooler. And when you come up, we'll pop them. Like Leslie um, shared a nice bottle of Tannet with me last night. And, you know, you get these nice bottles of wine and um, sparklings or champagne. And you just don't pull them out with everybody. Oh, thank you. Them. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, you don't love them less, but if they can't have the same appreciation, mm -hmm. I'm not wasting it. Is that worth so, it? Mm -hmm. If I had all of you over, I would pop that last bottle oh. for mine. Mm -hmm. on it or you know maybe now my birthday i'm gonna pop some bottles yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. that's right we gotta go out and get favorite bottles for a glennis celebration yes <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> um graham beck another south african oh, sure yeah yeah your rosé is phenomenal i did that and it's inexpensive mm -hmm. well, it's inexpensive for sparkling i had it at my um my rehearsal dinner, everybody loved it. I mean, yeah. a room full of African Americans. A lot of people had not had a rose before, to be very honest. Mm -hmm. They drank every bottle of the rose. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Oh, you know, I another, believe it. Another rose sparkling that's a um, great price point is um, Gruet. Oh, yeah, Mexico. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the rose and the Blanc de Blanc is very yeah. good. And they're out in Mexico, surprisingly enough. You look on the wine list, you say, New Mexico making sparkling? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's from New uh, Mexico? Mexico. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Yep. Gruet. G-R-U-E-T. Gruet. Mm -hmm. Great price point. And yeah. It's because the mark, you know, or the demand, which mm -hmm. you don't really, uh, aren't really aware of it, so it hasn't driven the price up. Mm -hmm. but yeah. it's slowly gaining its pace and it's yeah. price starting to creep up on yeah. it. It's a great price point for a great product. Okay, so this one, okay, bear with me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Trump makes uh, one of the best rosés. I'm sorry. I refuse to try it. I refuse I'm sorry. To try it. Girl, it's, it's so really damn good. good. It's so damn good. Don't it? Listen, I, try, I would try for you, girl. <laughs> it's like twenty six dollars in the Kroger, but it's really worth it. Oh my god, it's so I good. hate to say it. It's yeah. really good. And I, yeah, yeah. Try yeah. I bought it for something recently, and I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I'm so disappointed. I like this wine this much. I really yeah. am, but That's it's cool. good. It is. That okay. might be my. That's gonna be my election day selection, regardless. Mm -hmm. of what oh happens. my god. That's what I'm gonna drink on election day, just to mm -hmm. kind of get through. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, but, well, I mean, the wine was good before you bought the winery. It really so, was. You know, you can't take all the credit, but yeah, man, that's. But he will. <laughs> he will. Of course. Of course, his name is all over it. All over it. But. Oh goodness gracious! Who owned it before? Oh, uh, what was the name of the winery before Trump? What's it? Clue? No. Um. Oh gosh. Lady's name. And it's out. It was a woman. She inherited from her husband. Mmm. Oh my gosh, that's gonna. Okay, hold on. Hey, Google. It's not Oasis, is it? Uh. -uh. I don't think so. Um. What's the name? Hold on. Oh, cause that might. 
I, I you know, I see his wines, and I was like, man, I might oh, like him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is hilarious. <laughs> I knew somebody was going to tell me that they like, so I'm going to have to live vicariously through you and Melissa on that one. Mm-mm-mm. No, I'm note. I, well, no, no, I'm lying. If I say I didn't pay for it. It was from the Clue. It was Clue, yeah. It yes, was, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I wonder how much he paid for that winery. Not mm. enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really serious about that. It, he got oh. a really good so, <laughs> I had a friend that had gone down there and he knew the woman and they talked and mm. yeah, he got a good deal and it's not that enough. Surprised me. That really doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Wow. So, in 1999. Yep. I'm going to have to make a special trip out there. I know. I know. Look at it, swirl sweet, you know, remote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't been there. I haven't that would be a really good property. one, though. I haven't stepped foot on a property, but I've tasted it. I have either. Yo, we should, we should all go out We should all go out there. <laughs> That's we should do that. <laughs> we're going to take over Trump. Trump takeover. I, That's right. Right? Trump, Trump takeover. Takeover. We can drink our bag. <laughs> okay, so we've gone off the off the script a little. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Well this, was, well, this was great, ladies. If nobody else has any other rosé show-offs or show-and-tells. No, I'm waiting for you to come kick some cook some grilled salmon with crispy skin. That's oh, my gosh. Am I the only one that's crazy about the crispy skin on the I salmon? Like, I like it. You like the skin? Oh, I love blackened salmon. Oh, my I, gosh. Oh, yes. so I will... No, Alan... No, this might be a little gross, but Alan will eat the salmon... Um, off the skin and I'll and I'll eat it. Don't just the skin. I will and I will put it in a toaster so I can get crispier and eat it like potato chips. If some somebody can you give me a bag. I eat burnt hot dogs. I love crispy skin. I yeah. love my, mm-hmm. my salmon, everything. Mm-hmm. And salmon. I also have a I have a problem with turkey. Like I mm. need the skin off of the turkey. But the crispy skin on the chicken and the turkey. Okay, you know what we're gonna do, and I will mm-hmm. at some point towards the end of the summer. We are gonna, you all will have to come down to my house. We're gonna have not even a fish fry, just a fish out, like fish and gravy. <laughs> we will have to do that because mm-hmm. I'm not eating I'm about too much good food today to not have mm-hmm. a rose pairing meal. I'm yes. not eating any fishy, crispy fish skin. <laughs> All right, I'll make Greek tomato salad for you, Glenn. <laughs> Wait, do y'all know y'all know the new Edenville um, Mule Bone? They have crispy chicken skins as an appetizer. Do they really? What? Call it chicharrones. <laughs> chicken skin. Okay. What's hilarious chicken about what I take. With the salmon, because the salmon skin is so fishy to me. I, mm-hmm. I I cut it, I make sure I get all the skin, and then I just eat the meat. I don't I, mean, just, 
I see less than green over there. I need skin. Salmon skin. I like all. I like chicken skin, turkey skin, fish skin. Okay. Yep. Put all to the side. I'll eat yours, Glennis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. All the good seasoning is, ladies. Well, guys, that was our that was our show. Wow, um, I managed to go through and edit some things sound wise, but I know it was a little tough. There's a big difference in the way we record now. So, wow, it's it's still a fun episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think. Send us a tweet. Hit us up on Instagram. Send us an email, and I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Cheers.